CCPA enforcement is here. How do we stand? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dan Clark, President of Products and Solutions at IntraEdge. Welcome, Dan. Well, thank you for having me. So tell us about IntraEdge. Uh, what is it that you do, and what is your role there uh, in your responsibilities? Uh, well, first of all, I'm a geek at heart. I'm a, an ex-Intel person. I grew up at Intel as a, a chip architect and um, always, uh, always love being able to be a nerd in public. So thank you for, for having me. I'm the president here at InterEdge uh, Products and Solutions. InterEdge is uh, about 1,000 employees here in the U.S. We're based in, in Chandler, Arizona, adjacent to Intel's campus. Uh, we have offices across the U.S. and Canada and Europe as well. We do traditional software development, usually though with some type of an uh, orientation towards security or compliance. And we do that predominantly for large companies. Uh, my perspective on the enforcement of CCPA comes because we have a product that we co-developed with Intel called Truio. And Truio is used by more than 70 household brand name clients to comply with CCPA and GDPR and, and other privacy laws. So I'm not an attorney, but I do have a perspective on this from having developed a high volume operating platform that's used by many companies to comply with CCPA. So let's start there. Uh, explain the California Consumer Privacy Act and what it entails. How, how does it compare to GDPR, for example? So CCPA is similar in concept to GDPR. It, it basically says that a, a person has a right to know what a company's doing with your data. I, I, and it, it leads you to uh, transparency from the company about what information do I have on a person and how do I use that information? Under CCPA, similar to GDPR, a consumer then has the right to make a request and to say of that company, what information do you have on me? What categories of information? How is it used? And then to ask for a copy of the information, to ask to have that information potentially deleted. Um, this is very similar in concept to GDPR. When you get into the minutia and the details, they're, they're quite a bit different, but the basic concept and the basic premise, what information do you have on me? How do you use that information? And how, I have a right to know this. I have a right to see this. These are common between GDPR and CCPA. The act uh, actually went into effect at the beginning of the year and the enforcement period actually just started. What are you seeing early on regarding compliance? What we're seeing from in, in terms of enforcement by the attorney general is that the first thing that they want to go after are people who are really obviously not complying. They're not looking to the minutia, does your form have the exact right format on it today? What they're really looking at are people who have been waiting on the sidelines, not really doing anything. They're going after the more obvious cases. I, I think because they wanna win their first couple of cases that they take and they want some uh, good publicity related to that. And there's, there's a lot of low hanging fruit, uh, frankly, where you've got companies that just really aren't complying correctly. So what they seem to be focused on in the early days here are just going to a company's website and looking, do you have a notice? Is it been updated recently? 
to CCPA. That's sort of the first thing they're looking for. Secondly, they're looking for visible signs of compliance. Do I have a do not sell link up uh, or do I have a clear statement that says that I'm not selling data? And then the third thing they're looking for is you have to have a prominent mechanism to intake requests to allow people to exercise their rights. If it's prominent, I should be able to find it quickly. So they're looking at that website. Do I have a prominent mechanism to allow the intake of requests? And we do know that the Attorney General has, has stated publicly, and Stacey uh, Schessler, who's the lead Deputy Attorney General around CCPA enforcement, has said publicly that there have been a number of complaints by consumers, thousands of complaints by consumers already, and that they've already issued quite a few of these warning letters, which uh, provide notice to a company. Generally, these are either around vulnerable populations, things like minors, um, although I think there's very few of those, but mostly what they're focused on today is really egregious lack of compliance, where there's just nothing there, or it's not obvious, or it hasn't been updated in a long time. And I think that will be their focus in the short term. Some very large data gathering companies are based in California, Google and Facebook, for example. How will users uh, of their services notice CCPA? Well, you'll certainly see a, a clear mechanism around do not sell my data as a link that you'll see uh, has to be prominent if they sell data, if they meet that fairly broad definition of it. Or, or you'll see a very clear statement that says we don't sell your data. Um, that's certainly probably the most visible thing. You'll also see the, po the privacy policies get updated to a point where you're allowed to exercise your rights. CCPA gives you rights as a consumer resident, as a, a, a California resident, to be able to see your data, to be able to see how it's being used, to get a copy of it, to delete it. And you have to have that link prominent have to have a, a form available or a phone number or something that allows you to exercise those rights. Um, I think beyond that though, you are, see, you are seeing companies like Google and Facebook and many others that have taken this very seriously and that realize that they, they need to comply with these laws and they need to make at least some changes to their overall policies. And this is evident to its customer base. How has COVID-19 put additional pressure on companies as they reopen or plan to reopen? I think, you know, COVID has put pressures on everything, like everything in our lives is, have, have changed as a result of this. But I think it's actually elevated the importance of security and privacy. More people are working from home. More people are concerned about what's the company doing with my information when I'm logging in remotely now? Are they tracking all of my activity? Uh, they're more and more sensitive to the security of their information, to the privacy of their information. And so we've actually seen across our network an uptick in the volume of requests since uh, uh, COVID has, has uh, been around where we're seeing consumers more interested to know what exactly is happening with their, their data. And I really think this is just a, a general trend where the employee, the consumer, the customer is wondering, what exactly are you doing with my data? And especially as you're starting to see things like temperature taking, 
but places that you wouldn't expect it. You know, you go to the gym, you get your temperature taken. What are they doing with that data exactly? Are they caring for it carefully? They're asking me sensitive questions. What are they doing with that information? And I think it's greatly heightened the sensitivity of the general population to security, privacy, and compliance. How is the looming California Privacy Rights uh, Act playing into this mix? The, the CPRA, or what's often considered the CCPA 2.0, did make the ballot. It, it barely made the ballot, but that wasn't a reflection of its general support. It was a reflection of COVID making it harder and harder to get signatures, but it made the ballot. And we see in California, there tends to be an appetite for additional privacy protection and, and additional rights. So I, I'd be hard pressed to bet against the CPRA passing on the ballot. Um, it does have some opposition. There are some consumer groups that have come out against it. There are some uh, legislative elements that don't like it because it's a ballot initiative instead of a legislative initiative. But it really institutionalizes uh, privacy in California at a level that's much more similar to what we see in Europe. It is much more similar to GDPR. Uh, in, it's much more clear. It can't be watered down. It, you can't actually reduce the protection that it provides legislatively. Uh, it's a pretty far-reaching impact in terms of privacy, and I think it's, it's probably very likely to pass. Dan Clark, President of Products and Solutions at IntraEdge. If somebody wants to connect with you, Dan, what's the best way they can do that? You can reach me on our website, truyo, T-R-U-Y-O.com. We have a contact sheet there. Or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's uh, Dan Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E, at IntraEdge, and, and I'm happy to connect with anyone on LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining us, Dan. Thanks for and, having me. Of course. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.